to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. What's going on, y'all? It is the Daily Destroyer, the DFS show, week six, part of the Dynasty War Zone Network. As always, I'm Tyler. He is Lou. We're here to break down that main slate on DraftKings. Really talking cash, but we can't help ourselves, as always, if we talk some GPP. Apologies, as we did not have week five show. Um, actually, my wife surprised me with a trip out to Boston, so I was not able to record, but we are back. It is week six. There's looking like there's some good cash plays this week due to injury. Um, we'll get to those, but as always, we'll start at the quarterback position. Lou, why don't you kick us off here, man? Um, give me something hot. Give me like a, either your quarterback that you're definitely trying to get in your cash lineup that's going to be in that pool, or you know you can always hit me with a fade as well. Yeah, I think we have somewhat of an interesting decision this week. We'll come to it at some of the other positions. Uh, I'll probably end up just going Josh Allen again. Again. Yeah, I mean, again. he – I don't – as long as he's in the 8Ks, I think he's just going to be the guy you play. Like he's getting pretty much 30 points every week. And then uh, 8200 isn't the worst price tag. I don't think we need to go down at quarterback this week. Uh, Geno Smith is very reasonable at 5700 in a game that I think we're expecting to be hot for, for fantasy purposes. Seattle has been – this offense has just been part of uh, high-scoring games in fantasy each week this year. And Geno Smith – Four of his five games this year, he has multiple touchdowns passing. He has a little bit of a rushing floor. It's not what I think I was expecting going into the season, but he's had multiple games over 300 passing yards. Matchup against Arizona. Arizona is another team that likes to play fast, and I just think that this is this Arizona-Seattle game is one we're going to be talking about a lot, but... I think Gino or Josh Allen is probably the decision this week. I, a, I mean, I think you're right. Like, I think there's enough value to be had. Otherwise, that playing Josh Allen is a pretty simple thing to do. Like, I don't, I've not had trouble getting Josh Allen in my lineups. Um, but I do think that there's some Tom Brady consideration here for me at 6,300. Um, when I throw up my projections and then, you know, put in, like, points per dollar, he actually comes out at the very top in terms of my projection to what he is, um, you know, what he costs here at 6,300. You know, I see that the Buccaneers, they have their, um, you know, th their wide receivers are healthy once again, which we absolutely love to see, which means they're passing at a much higher rate. So I think they had like 52 pass attempts. I think he had 52 pass attempts last week and they were leading uh, 21 nothing through like three quarters. So it's like we did see kind of this this trend with the Buccaneers towards the run at the beginning of the season. But that, you got to keep in mind they were hurt. Um, you know, Tom, I think Ivan's had a, had a suspension or whatnot. So I really do think that, you know, I'm probably playing Josh Allen this week. Um, but I do think, you know, there's at least if I'm, if I am going down, I guess what I'm trying to say, if I am going down off of Josh Allen, I would consider Tom Brady at 6,300, possibly over Geno Smith. If that $600, um, is not that much of a concern. Cause I don't really foresee a situation where the Bucks aren't passing a lot and the Steelers' pass defense is 18th DVOA. It's pretty middly, and I don't expect them to be able to stop it. So it's kind of wheels up for the Bucks' passing offense as we saw last year, in my opinion. Yeah, I just – Brady is hasn't been doing it for me this year. I, I know has, now they're passing, though. It's, it's changing. I'm saying things are on the upswing, though. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have the floor with pass attempts. He does have – 
pretty much his entire offense is back healthy that are uh, talented out there. You know, you got the Godwins and mm-hmm. Fournettes and Evans of the world that he was missing for a few weeks earlier on. Uh, I do agree with that. But my problem with this game is they could just get out to an early lead. And what if like Fournette gets an early touchdown and they just basically run and it's a Fournette game uh, because they're just up by so much. They're they're favored by over a touchdown in this game against the Steelers. Like Steelers, I don't know how much fight back they have per se. So I'm not sure. Like I I see it, but I think for cash, like I don't know if it has as much upside uh, because of the likelihood of them just blowing out the Steelers that some of these other plays like the Geno Smith, like that game's probably just going to be back and forth all game. So I think that's where I lean Smith personally with those. All right. So we feel pretty confident that we're just playing Josh Allen because his price won't rise. So if you're, <laughs> you're doing a pool of three, let's, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about in quarterbacks. Pretty straightforward pool of three. It's Josh Allen, Geno. If you're going to add a third, who is it? I actually really like Kyler Murray this week as the well. The other side, the other uh, side. Part of that is just due to the fact that he's kind of in his own range here, but I do like attacking that game. He has been generally on the upswing recently, uh, and he's been running a little more as well the last two games. So I think his floor of rushing is there. Like he seems like a very safe play. 10 or not 10, a thousand more than Brady, but I do feel safer clicking his name to get you 20 plus points than Brady right now. Fair enough, man. Um, I think we're in a position, at least you and I, where as long as Josh Allen is this price in cash, he's locked. So until until that changes, it's it's pretty tough to, to get off him. So wish we had more content here to, 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 to shuffle out, but I mean, it's really straightforward here. Let, let's, let's move on to the running back position because I think it does get a lot more interesting. I mean, namely, like most weeks, what is the most interesting thing about the running back position? It's going to be the injuries. You know, what does that free up? You know, when does the pricing come out? You know, that always has such a, a big impact. So I actually want to kind of kick it off with, with chalk. Guys that I think are going to be the top three highest owned running backs on the week. Just trying to get like your feelings on them, Lou. So I think that the, the highest owned running back by far is going to be Ramondre Stevenson at 6K. That followed by Eno Benjamin at 46, like incredibly cheap at 46. Um, you know, he's basically the, the starter now. I think he, if you look at his college profile, he, in my opinion, he does have that three down um, workload and ability. He can handle it. And then Kenneth Walker. Um, 5,400. All three of these running backs are expected to see probably at least 18 to 20 touches each considering the injuries in front of them. They're all very nicely priced. Ramondre, 6K. Kenneth Walker, 54. Eno, 46. Your thoughts on these three? Maybe start with a favorite. I think uh, Ramondre is my favorite because we know what his role is going to be. We've kind of been waiting for him to take over as the number one in the Patriots backfield. A lot of whispers in this offseason that it was happening too. Yeah, and I mean, he was getting 20, 15 to 20 touches uh, the the two games prior to Damian Harris's injury. So we saw it last week. If they do get out to a lead, they'll just pound the run with him. Uh, part of that was due to the injury, but he also, we know, has a good role in the passing game. So for me, like... It, the biggest issue here is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they keep up with with Cleveland? Will Cleveland just control the game? But I think in that 
scenario, then Stevenson would potentially get like five or six receptions. Uh, he might not be getting you 25 carries for 161 yards again, but I do believe at 6K, he's getting that full workload that some of these other running backs in the same situation are 7,500 plus, let's say, um, or let's say from Fournette up. He's got a very similar role, and he's a discount to them. So that just makes the most sense, especially in cash. I think he's going to be likely one of the higher-owned running backs uh, in all of your contests this week. Eno or um, Kenneth Walker? I think I would lean Eno. Uh, it's kind of tough. A lot of people... If Kenneth Walker wasn't on your waiver wire this week, um, I think most most people had him drafted. But um, if he was, he was like the first obvious smash, put as much money on the waiver wire as possible for this guy because he didn't have a massive role uh, when Penny was there. That's part of my concern. Uh, this is a game that is going to be a lot of fantasy points in it. He did have a nice game last week. He pulled off a big 69-yard run. He had that touchdown that, outside of that, he hasn't really been all that effective as a runner, uh, but it does look like he would have some passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I don't think he's that much different than you know Benjamin for 800 less. So I think you can take the 800 discount and, find, and use that elsewhere versus Kenneth Walker this week. Uh, I think... I think he has some risk to him, uh, but I do think, you know, we haven't seen much of him having like 15, 20 uh, touch games per se. So they're both a little risky uh, to me. That's where I think Stevenson's my one. Uh, and then the other two, I'll probably just choose one. I don't think I would be willing to play both of them in the same lineup. They're go- mm. going to be both owned. I kind of expect one of them to bust. This is between Walker and Eno. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, like I'm, I think I'm just going to go with the cheaper guy. I think if, if you're going off of chalk a bit, um, one of the guys I really like this week is Brees Hall. You know, I, I, he was one he's of my been favorite. crushing it. Yeah, he's I, like, he's that, I, like, I've been saying it, he's that dude, right? I mean, I think he was going into this year. I had him a top 10 fantasy running back before he even stepped on an NFL field. Um, I mean, dynasty, I should say. And I think he's a top 10 rest of season in redraft this year. Like, he's that guy. He's so good. He has the burst. I'm, I'm here for Like, it's Brees Hall season, and not everyone knows it yet. And I think, like, the dynasty community obviously is very well understanding of how good Brees Hall is. I mean, yeah. you look at just from, like, a, a metric standpoint, you look at what he did. I mean, he's, like, very similar to, like, Jonathan Taylor. And now he's going up against the – I mean, albeit they are – dogs on the road to green bay but a 45 point over under in this game is is not bad it's not great but it's not bad but the packers run defense is 30th dvoa so not only is he a good rusher he's also getting a ton of looks through the through the air as well like he's getting those targets to get you that safe floor and what i think people are missing if you didn't watch the game is like he brought two two um he he got i don't know if it was a pass or run but two times he got to the red zone and was tackled like within the five and then michael carter you know came in to give him a breather and punched in two touchdowns like he was really close to getting two touchdowns last week. So I look at Brees Hall. I look at the Packers run defense, 30th DVOA. I know he's a stud. He's he's becoming that dude. He's getting the snaps. He's getting the touches. He's getting the work. 
and he's sitting there at 58K, and I just think a lot of people are going to be clicking Kenneth Walker's name at 54 and not really clicking Brees Hall's name at 58, and it's a direction that I'm starting to think I want to go in. You know, I, do I play him over Ramondre and Eno in cash? Like, I'm not exactly sure I'd go that route, but if I do end up playing that third running back, it's looking like Brees Hall to me. Yeah, I do think that there he's warranted the discussion, and like you said, I think going with – Kenneth Walker versus Brees Hall, $400 difference. I think it's worth what we already know about Brees Hall, uh, that in cash, obviously do whatever you want in, in GPPs. But I do think that, that Brees Hall has been essentially like the last couple of weeks specifically, he is kind of starting to to separate a little bit in the uh, rookie of the year sort of discussion. Yep. Uh, finally getting the full workload. Maybe Zach Wilson really did unlock this offense. Uh, the Jets have looked good the last few games, but Brees Hall doesn't have any games under ten points, under ten fantasy points. He has at least fifteen in the last three. Like he's got this workload that, if they're behind, he's going to get peppered with targets. If they're ahead, which I'm not really expecting them to be ahead uh, against the Packers, but if they're ahead, he's just going to get fed carries and i mean he's he's looked pretty good so far i think a lot of people uh would have a similar take to you and maybe they're getting somewhat blindsided by this penny injury that now people are looking 400 cheaper for kenneth walker but i do think that Brees hall is a lot better um any interest in like some of these these like bigger dudes like you know the christian mccaffrey 8300 playing against the rams they're tough um you know, and then sorry, Saquon seventy seven hundred. I mean, these usually mainstays of cash lineups. I think the prices are looking decent. Is it just the the other guys offer too much value, or is there any thought to those CMCs and the and the Saquons? Yeah, the the big thing with getting these values at running back is you're able to play that Buffalo Kansas City game. A lot of those guys have a lot higher price tag, and you want to get pieces of that game. It's just like expected to be potentially the highest scoring game of the year. And um, I just think a lot of eyes are going to be on that, which means a lot of people are going to be playing pieces of that game, especially after seeing what both those teams did last week. So I think as of now, um, I'm looking at running backs to get these values because they are there this week. Some weeks it's been tough at running back, but there's a lot to pay down at for running back this week. I don't think you have to pay more than Stevenson. Um, all those guys above makes them that much better in GPPs. Jonathan Taylor is potentially going to be out once again. Uh, he came back to practice on Thursday, but if he were out, would you have any interest in the Colts backfield at all or not? Really? No. I mean, in other weeks, yes, but considering what we have right now, no. Yeah. I think he's going to come in super low owned if he plays. Could end up being a great GPP play. Uh, he's dominated the Jaguars uh, so far in his young career. Averages 104 Oof. yards Damn. per game in five games against them. So he's someone that I would be somewhat interested in playing in like a big field because no one wants to click the name of someone who didn't play their previous week. But I mean, he could come in super low, and we've seen his upside. Uh, so outside of Barkley, like Jonathan Taylor, someone that I'm kind of interested in there. 
pool of five, Lou. Let's make it a little interesting because I, I feel like we're, we know a bunch of them already. So let's try to add yep. a couple at the tail end here. Pool of five running backs. I'll do the, the Stevenson, uh, Eno Benjamin, Brees Hall part. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette, his role is pretty great. Uh, it's tough, but I think my last one will actually be Camaro. Uh, he's still under 7K. This is a guy who is like uh, 8Ks every week in the past. He had a crazy good game last week. Uh, if it wasn't for Taysom Hill taking all the touchdowns, uh, he could have had 40-point game. But um, it's crazy he doesn't have a touchdown this year. And uh, that's going to break at one point, and we've seen it with him. Uh, it could break very hard. He could have you know five-plus touchdowns in a game. So uh, Kamara is someone that I'm also interested in. All right. Shifting over to the wide receiver position. We talked about the game. I don't think it's much surprise, but, like, we got to have a conversation about Tyler Lockett. I don't know what they're doing with this price at 56K. Like, he's been absolutely on fire this year. I think he's, like, the top eight, maybe top ten wide receiver, depending on your format. And he's sitting at 56K. I mean, he's obviously going to be chalk. So, like, talk to me about Lockett. And then DK Metcalf is twelve hundred more. Um, any interest there as well? I know we've talked about the Seahawks Cardinals game. I feel like one of these two guys is probably going to find your way in the lineup. Um, thoughts there? Yeah, I, it's weird to me that the price of Lockett didn't change after he had a thirty-point game. He was he wasn't overly sneaky last week. I think a lot of no, sharps were were. Uh, playing him i had him in cash last week um he had zero for like the first two and a half quarters or something that happens like he, with Lockett, he wasn't man. really doing much then all of a sudden he popped off at the end but uh both of these guys Lockett and metcalf the target tree is so so consolidated and now with a backup running back they might lean on the pass even more Lockett to me at 5,600 is someone you can't have out of your lineup in cash. Like GBBs, you just you switch to Metcalf, but Metcalf's also going to be super owned. Uh, but 5,600 for a, a wide receiver who legitimately is, is probably expected to get at least six targets. Uh, his low, well, he, he only had six targets last game, but he still got two touchdowns and five for 100. But his floor right now seems to be something along the lines of like six for 90 and you know, maybe he gets in the end zone, but his floor is, is so massive and it's another just way to get some savings off of uh, the other big games. Yep. Understood, man. Um, I think I'll start with two, two guys that I like a, a decent amount. Um, similar price as well. I think one I'm, I'm, very much okay going back to the Christian Kirkwell at 5,800. You know, last week was a bit of a dud. I think, you know, Marvin Jones got a lot of look. There's just other guys getting looks, and he only had three targets. But prior to that, he was averaging nine targets a week. He, he is um, the lead wide receiver of that group. I know the matchup's not exactly what we want it to be, but, like, you know, if, if let's just, you know, the, the narrative that Jonathan Taylor owns the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are going to have to be passing – so I think there's like this level of like Christian Kirk at 5,800 to me. There is some interest in getting there. I think he gets another seven to eight target game. Things can go pretty well for him. Um, the other guy in that same price is going to be Chris Godwin at 6,100. 
Um, again, like he's a guy that I project really well this week. I'm, I think in the top 12 of my projections for wide receivers, I already kind of laid the case down with Tom Brady is that they're passing a lot more at this time. They were up 21 to zero and they continued to pass the ball. So I think we're going to see a little bit more now that we have healthy wide receivers on the bucks. We're going to see a little bit more pass heavy offense as we did last year. And the price is just right for a wide receiver like Godwin. So Christian Kirk, 5,800, um, Chris Godwin, 6,100, two guys I have interest in your thoughts on those two. Yeah, I, I feel like the Jags offense have, have fallen off a little bit recently. Could be a tough matchup against the Colts, but, I mean, Kirk is definitely the guy that uh, Trevor Lawrence is trying to get balls to. Hasn't connected as much the last two games, but we saw it in the first three where he was just – every week he was getting you tons of points, and 5800 is a pretty good price tag. I definitely lean Lockett over him, uh, but – if you're still in that range for another guy, uh, I don't really mind mind Kirk. I prefer him, I think, over Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. I do too. Just because of how that offense has been running. Johnson's going to get you 12 targets. So he's not the worst play either. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with most of what you just said. Um, do you have any interest in going back to this Jacoby Myers well? Um, here's the thing. I, I don't think so. I like Jacoby Myers. I think he's got a nice floor, but I think it was more of like a play on the Lions. Like it's just like who's playing the Lions? Like let's let's get them in our lineup. If you wanted to like if you had a strong stance on Jacoby Myers in cash, I'd listen to you. But um I don't I don't think that's a, a direction that I'm gonna be going. Um I and, and one cheaper option that I think is it really popping when I looked at my projections and you know look at the price is Rondell Moore at forty two hundred. Um, we talked about that game, getting a piece of that game, um, it, it being really high scoring. You know, I expect there to be a decent amount of people on Marquise Brown. Um, you know, Rondell Moore is like kind of like a punt play at 4,200 for me that I like a lot. We just saw him get eight targets last week. He seems to be getting one to two rushes a game as well. You know, I don't love how they're using him. It seems like he's going to be on the outside a bit more than I wanted him to be. But um, still, the volume that he gets, and we know he's got the big playability with a couple rushes sprinkled in at 4,200. There's some interest there as well if I need to get some savings. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's there's now this talk of, oh, is PJ Walker going to unlock DJ Moore? <laughs> uh, I mean... I'm not doing it, man. Not in cash. I'm not he does my have cash good numbers that. with DJ Moore. Um, he... He had a seven catch, hundred twenty seven yard game, um, in there. So like some people are talking that I don't know the Panthers' offense is just so risky. Like CMC, they're just not running enough plays. CMC is averaging still great um, from like a point per play standpoint, but they're just not doing enough in their games really. And it's kind of an interesting matchup against the Rams, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I could go there. Rondell Moore is probably the best way to save. You're getting in, in that game again. Um, what about on the, on the Marquise Vallis-Scantling side, where he's 4,500 in a game that we want to get action to? He's been getting a decent floor as far as like targets, and he's out there a lot. Um, one of the guys who is a somewhat cheap way to get access to this game um he has been pretty solid with basically getting at least five uh targets a game 
So do you have any interest in him, or do you still do. lean Rondale? I do. I, I think Marquise has a much – or Valdez Scandling has a much higher ceiling. Yeah, I have Rondale. interest in MVS. Like, you know, I think if we had, like, a, a little larger of a pool, he could work his way in there. I mean, the floor has, like, been pretty nice. I mean, like, he's, you know, 8 to 10 points a game. It's, like, your floor with him, which – you know, when you're paying 40, like he's going to 2x his salary, right? So like, that's not going to kill you in cash if you go there. But I do believe he has like, I mean, frankly, I believe he has the, the upside to four, maybe even 5x his salary if things break right in a game where we expect a lot of points. So do like the MVS call. Yeah. Any other wide receivers you want to ch- talk about? Interest? No, I think that that pretty much covers it. Like there might be some guys that, that, pop up uh similar to what you're saying about kirk like say jones is another cheap yep. guy that has a decent floor could go um, that route i don't really like devon duarte's floor per se um gabe davis had a massive game last week but 6500 is another decent way to get access to that game uh for a little cheaper i think do you have do you think you're gonna play much digs I think there's a world where I play digs. Yeah, I think like because the thing is like there's I could easily see myself like going like if I went like three running backs and went up going like Ramadre, you know, and Brees or Kenneth Walker. Um, if I says so the thing is I could go. To, I have to really look at the tight ends, but I think there's a world where I play digs. I'd have to start like fiddling with lineup construction. It's just it's digs, man. It's like it's like Josh Allen. You put those two together, you're sitting pretty good every week. Yeah, and it's a little different this year than some of the, the previous years, but you can almost go, like, we'll come to it, but, like, you can almost go Geno with Diggs and Kelsey, and mm-hmm. it's as if you, you had Mahomes or Allen on your team. But Allen has been spreading it out a little more, obviously, the Gabe Davis week, last week. But, um, yeah, I think you could play Diggs if – I would be more likely to play Diggs if I'm not playing Allen, I'll put it that way. Makes a lot of sense. Um, pool of, we'll do six. Pool of six wide receivers. Let's challenge it a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with Diggs. Diggs. I really like Marquise Brown this week. Uh, excuse me. Lockett. Valdez Skentling. Then I'll say Rondell Moore and zay jones cool absolutely love it let's shift over to the tight end position another one um you know i think there's like a world where it's either paying up or paying down um you know mark andrews travis kelsey let's start there obviously that's the cream of the crop you know we talked about getting a piece of that buffalo kc game and mark andrews has been on an absolute tear and i think 7k is a pretty fair price for mark andrews so thoughts about kelsey and andrews I think you have to play one of them at this point. Like, there's enough ways to save on this slate. And, I mean, in a perfect world, I wouldn't hate playing both of them. Their roles are effectively just as good as a lot of the wide receivers in that same range. It's hard for me to go against Kelsey because of that game environment. Obviously, he's coming off of four touchdowns, and if he didn't have touchdowns, I mean, he only had 25 yards, but he's clearly the number one target by the end zone. We're expecting them to score probably at least four touchdowns in this game. 
Like it'd be crazy to think that Kelsey's not going to get a touchdown in this game. Um, so I think I currently am leading Kelsey because I want access to that game. Might mean that Andrews comes in a little less owned, which is good for for GPPs. But I mean, both of them should be getting you more than twenty points this week, anyway. I think if we don't go that route, one of the guys I'm looking at is Zach Ertz. Um, yep. Again, we talked about that game. Forty nine hundred is a good price, and Seahawks actually are through through the season through five weeks are giving up the second most fantasy points to the oh, tight yeah. end position. And like, I know Zach Ertz doesn't look great. Like he's like running in mud. There's not much burst, but Tyler's throwing in the wall. He's getting targets and, and really around the end zone. Yeah, exactly. So it's like in the game where we expect there to be a lot of points to get a piece of it at 40, like it's like, you know, you can get like an Ertz and a Rondell and you're out you're, That's less than 10 K, you know? So it's like, I think you can get some pieces of this game for, for fairly cheap. So if you don't end up going top end on Andrews and Kelsey, I, I really think you should consider Zach Ertz. Yeah. He's probably the, that next guy that I'd click on. And if you don't do them, you just kind of go all the way down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for me, like, this might be one of those slates where you can do two tight ends, but I don't really want to do Kelsey and then, like, a punt tight end. I would want to do it with Andrews, I think. Um, are there any cheap tight ends that you have interest in? I think some of them are kind of look decent this week. Um, Zach Gentry, if I had to go on, it looks like Fryermuth. That's the one you're going with? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Fryermuth, he's still in concussion protocol. He's had, like, yeah. multiple concussions. Uh, twenty six hundred. I mean, that's pretty much a total like just stone men at the same time. So I mean, I, I think he did decent last week when Firemuth was out. Rookies uh, like to throw it to the tight ends. He's huge. I think Zach Gentry's like six seven or something. Oh, like that, he's too. massive, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if I'm punting, it's probably going to be Zach Gentry. I mean, obviously we're recording on a Thursday, but it looks like Firemuth is going to be out with concussion. So if I'm punting, I'm likely finding my way to uh, Gentry at twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think it looks like Knox is probably out. Probably going out. To I got not, him. A, yeah, I got him as probably practice. Out. Yeah, but thirty four hundred for Knox would interest me if, if he, he plays. Play. Yeah, because that's another just like cheap access to that game. But outside of that, there's there's not really much. Like, I think this is a pay up for tight end slate. Final thoughts, cash games, DraftKings, main slate, week six. Um, do we want to talk about defenses? Oh, from I, the I mean, it's kind of like do do what you want at defense. I mean, uh, it's okay. I mean, let's do, it. let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I, I mean, I, the I, cheapest I, defense is twenty four hundred this week, which is different than most weeks. Um, that means you can't really save as much than normally, but we do need some savings in certain spots. Um, it might be a slate that you just pay up for, for defense, though. For, like, Rams? Yeah, I think you can pay all the way down if you wanted. I think if you like don't Panthers, play... If you don't Rams play, don't score. Yeah, if you don't play Andrews and you don't play Kelsey, I mean, you could easily pay for the Rams. Yeah, which I, I don't think that's a terrible spot. Like, either side of that game. The Rams aren't scoring many points. Uh, I don't know if playing the Panthers against them. Uh, we're not going to be playing anyone in that game anyway. Like it's probably just going to be a low scoring game. 2,400 uh, Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. So I, I think if I'm going cheap, I would go down to Panthers. Uh, you could argue going up to the mid range get like saints 
2,800 uh, facing Burrow, who does get sacked a lot, has turned over the ball a decent amount. Like, besides that, I think I would just pay up. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to add there. It's really, it's defense is really what fits and just try to take something that's kind of low owned. So, anyways, now defense special teams is done. Final thoughts, Lou. Yeah, I think everyone, people are going because of how affordable it is, people are going to go to the Arizona Seattle game. It's not that sneaky. I'm telling you, it's not sneaky. It's going to be pretty highly owned. I think it, there's a world where it gets more ownership than KC buffalo just because of pricing but outside of that i do think there's some sneaky possibilities in in some of these other games like minnesota miami depends on thompson but like i don't know if many people are going to want to go to that game uh that one in new orleans cincinnati they both have the chance of going to to like high numbers uh but a lot of the good games are in the late slate so if you're ahead in the early slate and you ha- and you don't have much PMR left, and there's going to be a lot of people catching up to you, just letting you know now with those <laughs> those last few games. So, yeah, I think that that's pretty much the slate. Like, there's those two big games. Everything else is kind of eh. Um, if you find one of those that you think looks good, try to get pieces of it because it'll probably be less owned. All right, Lou. Where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work? At Lucky underscore Lou Dog, um, work at Lucky Trader. Do some other stuff with DraftKings for them. All right, you can find me on Twitter at FFTylerO. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. Yeah! We got company. Hang on. Uh.